Fabulous Rozhenetsia teaming up there with the folk rock group Zulu, both from Ukraine, and that song was called Mini Mele, My Sweetheart. 
Dobrý den, šanovní radiosluchači, ta vítají vás všech na radioperdáčů náš holos Radio Krínského Korínia, jaká podíci vám si hodní, tak jak i kožní sredé z 11. do 13. hodiny, na kvěli si HLY o den 017 FM umístí na najmo. Pro mikrofoní Pavlína i dali bude Oksana. Děkuji, što rýšele, prebudu s námi, nastupných dvoch hodin, my máme duže cikavý noviny, na sjednišní programy i čudovu krínskou muziku. Hello there and welcome to Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio, coming to you from CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm Pavlina Demchuk-McQuarrie, Pokrinska Pavlina, and I'll be your host for this first hour, and Oksana will take over at 12 noon. We've got a great program lined up for you. We've got a recipe in this hour, and it will be very seasonal salads as well. We have news from Ukraine, courtesy Ukraine Today, and a book review by Myra Junik. So stay tuned for all of that. We've also got our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music, as mentioned. And coming up next is a song by a group from Millenni- from Edmonton. They're called Millennia. There, I gave it away. And uh, this is a song that yeah, kind of could be considered the Ukrainian folk version of Old MacDonald Had a Farm. It's called Kurochka, the Chicken. <laughs> Tak 
Ласья палавне чи забилася, а ти ти як хвостом вія, а той баран круто роги, а той індик тик 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 тик, а ти гусь я сюся сюся, а ти кашо дріти скаче, а ти курка чуба курка, вийде моє курочка. with Sylvia Molnar. Tips for Ukrainian cooking. Hello. We are going to talk about salads based on two of the most popular vegetables in the Ukrainian cuisine. For those who have a passion for sauerkraut, or kapusta as the Ukrainians say, this salad is extremely easy to make and a great make-ahead. Get your pens ready. You'll need a pound of sauerkraut, well-drained, one sweet onion, finely chopped, three tablespoons of oil, half a cup of chopped red or green pepper, two teaspoons of sugar, and freshly ground black pepper. Taste the kapusta for acidity and rinse in cold water if it is too sour. Chop the kapusta coarsely and add the remaining ingredients. Taste as some salt may be needed. Cover and chill for several hours before serving. This salad is great with just about any hot or cold dish. Now for another wonderful salad. It's Ukrainian beet salad. All you need to do is slice seven to eight medium cooked beets, add three diced dill pickles, one large onion that's been cut thinly into uniform rounds, and then mix two tablespoons prepared horseradish with three tablespoons oil. Pour this over the vegetables and toss. Now that's easy. Eat your salads. Smudge noho. This has been Ukrainian Food Flare from the Nasholos Audio Archives.
Montreal a group called Rosa which stands for the do and uh, this is uh, the next generation of Ukrainian Canadian singers from that incredible well of Ukrainian Canadian talent being Montreal and that song was Chermonenki Buryachok and that means a little red beet and that is pretty much an essential ingredient for the quintessential Ukrainian soup known as borscht Vysluchajte Radio Peredaču, náš holos Radio Krínskoho Korínia, na radiostanci CHLY Aden 0 Aden Sim FM, umístí nenajmo, hovorit Pavlina. You're listening to Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 101.7 FM in beautiful downtown Nanaimo. I'm your host, Pavlina. And just a reminder that it is the Fall Fun Drive for 2016, and if you can... Spare a donation to help us out, keep us on the air. We'd appreciate it anywhere, anything from $5 and up. If you'd like to uh, take out a membership as well, that's just $20 a year. And you can get involved in the goings-on here at CHLY. That number again is 250-716-3410. You can also donate on our website, and that address is www.chly.ca forward slash donate. Coming up next is a group from uh, New York City, the Big Apple, yeah, and uh, they're called Hrim, and from their self-titled CD, here's a song about a young girl going to pick mushrooms, another ingredient for Ukrainian borscht, and uh, so here they are now, Hrim, from New York City with Oydivchena Pohrebechodela. Na погриби ходила, зеленому гаю запудила, а я чорнява нічки, не спала нічки, не спала з тобою гуляла, а я чорнява нічки, не спала нічки, не спала з тобою гуляла, ой, косаче молоди гутяю, вивіть мене зеленого гаю, а я чорнява нічки, не спала нічки, не спала з тобою гуляла. А я чорнява нічки, не спала нічки, не спала з тобою гуляла.
میکنه گودر ماده آسان پیشو دارم شکاته آیا چرنا با نیچکی نسبالا نیچکی نسبالا ستوبیو هولالا آیا چرنا با نیچکی نسبالا نیچکی نسبالا ستوبیو هولالا آی شکاتی دو تنهایی نوچی فالا روسا دو سینیوچی آیا چرنا با نیچکی نسبالا نیچکی نسبالا ستوبیو هولالا آیا چرنا با نیچکی نسبالا نیچکی نسبالا ستوبیو هولالا Now, the latest news stories from Ukraine, courtesy Ukraine's first international English news channel, Ukraine Today. The Ukrainian troops have been shelled 50 times by Russian-backed separatists for the past 24 hours, according to Ukraine's ATO headquarters. Five Ukrainian soldiers are reported wounded overnight in the Donbass conflict zone. Militants have applied artillery and banned mortars almost along the whole front line. The Mariupol area remains a hot spot. There, 31 cases of a ceasefire break have been recorded. In Shirokine, Talokivka, Vodyane and Hnutove, the pro-Russian mercenaries in engaged 82mm mortars and infantry vehicles. The Donetsk direction has seen 10 provocations. Machine guns and 82mm mortars were used by the occupant forces in the village of Luhansk. The outskirts of the city of Avdiivka were also ground for militant shelling. Mortars, machine guns and firearms were used there against the Ukrainian army that had to return the fire. Nine combat clashes have happened in the Luhansk direction. Machine guns and mortars were used to attack the Ukrainian defenders in the towns and villages of Novozvanivka, Novoloksandrivka and Novotoshkivske, as well as in Stanitsa Luhanska and Krymske. Two Ukrainian servicemen were killed and five more wounded by Russian-backed militants. The hottest points remain the approaches to Maripol, Marienka and Avdiivka. More than 36 shellings over the past 24 hours were registered in Donbass. Each of them lasted for at least half an hour. 52 militant provocations overnight. Ukraine's ATO headquarters has reported about five Ukrainian soldiers have been wounded over the past day. Russian-backed separatist forces resumed their fire in the area of Sitlodarsk Bolch, where there have been no attacks for two months. 32 cases of ceasefire violations have been recorded in the direction of Mariupol. Traditionally, the most intense shelling has taken place in the suburbs of Mariupol. Militants have applied mortars, grenade launchers and machine gun fire. In the Luhansk sector, Russian proxies have attacked 12 times. In the Donetsk sector, 8. Enemy snipers were firing into Ukrainian army positions in Stanitsa Luhanska. Armored personnel carriers have been active in Krasnohorivka and Shirokine. Marinka and Vodyane were shelled with 120-caliber mortars. Three civilians were injured yesterday when residential neighborhoods of Marinka and Krasnohorivka were shelled by militant forces. On October the 19th, Russian-backed proxies released and transferred to Ukrainian representatives 23 prisoners from the jails under militant control. 
it happened three days after the Donbass warlord nicknamed Motorola was martyred. Among those 23, 11 are the criminals who were sentenced to a life imprisonment, as Ukrainian counterintelligence says. During an interview with the prisoners, we determined they had been forced to fight in illegal formations of the so-called separatist republics. The prisoners themselves helped to identify the mobilizer to convict's army. Savchuk Oleksandr, the so-called prosecutor for correctional facilities of the Donetsk People's Republic and previously a deputy chief of the Yanakiyeva Panel Colony. He became the one who assigned lifetime prisoners and dangerous criminals to serve at the front from the separatist forces. This is the first sign that militants were looking for nothing more than cannon fodder from inmates from local jails. The Ukrainian army learned and witnessed in the Avdivka industrial zone. In April 2016, Ukrainian soldiers saw people from the other side dressed in civilian cloth digging trenches. Some of them were wearing prison garb. They were prisoners dressed in civilian clothing, looking like they were not afraid to die. These prisoners were caught up as hostages in the town of Shirokina. Released from where? From prison. Sentenced for what? For theft. More often than not, prisoners with a life-term sentence were asked to fight. These prisoners have nothing to lose. From our colony, two were taken to the front. Eleven convicts were transported from the Yanakiva Panel Colony, which is located in the occupied part of Donbass. At least another two were used by militants as soldiers, convicts Strelchuk and convict Verilan. Separatists forced them to go, fired guns into the prison's gates. Strelchuk, who fought in militant formations against the Ukrainian army, when he returned to prison, he spoke about his fighting service. I talked to Strelchuk. He said that when a Grad missile system arrived, it was all computerized, getting location coordinates for launch and fire. Both militant prisoners returned to the Inakiva prison a year later. If to be more exact, separatist forces returned them. And they are not the only ones, and not the first, who exchanged their freedom for killing Ukrainians. The number of prisoners among militants is not a secret for the Ukrainian intelligence. About 30% may be involved. I would not fight. I've killed enough people. Now the future of 23 prisoners, including 11 life-term convicts, is in the hands of the Ukraine's judiciary system and Ukrainian taxpayers. Russian-backed militants opened their fire into Ukrainian army positions with rad missile systems and cannon artillery in the Luhansk sector. Missile shelling also took place in the area of Krymsky village. In general, Ukraine's ATO headquarters has recorded 47 breaches of a ceasefire for the past day in the Donbass conflict zone. Novo Oleksandrivka, Stanitsa Luhanska and Orikhove were attacked by separatist forces as well. The situation hasn't changed in the Mariupol direction. It remains a hot spot on the ATO zone map. Shirokin, Marinka and Pavlopil were shelled with grenade launchers and 120-caliber mortars. Militant fire damaged many residential houses and gas pipes in the village of Vinogradne. 600 buildings were cut from gas supply. Ukraine is not alone in its conflict against Russia. 
Europeans are fighting alongside the Ukrainian army to protect their own home. That's what the two volunteers from Italy say. Giuseppe Donini and Walter Nibiolo came to Donbass two years ago. They say they got involved in the war for the sake of whole Europe. Yeah, I'm here because, uh, of course, I would like my Europe free from invaders. I know this is impossible, but I try to do my best. I saw how they were fighting and what they were fighting for, and I said, yes, they're worth trying to help. Uh, help is minimal, but something is better than nothing. Both volunteers have had their share of combat. They served in the Italian army, the French Foreign Legion, took part in private military operations in Africa and the Middle East. Danini and Nebbiolo say they bought the equipment to fight in Ukraine with their own money. They add Ukrainian soldiers are passionate, but still poorly equipped. We're still sharing arms. You know, we're very, very under-equipped at the moment. We've got no night vision, very few guns. I thought that uh, there would be a bit more help, especially equipment-wise, because the people have got the heart, but I mean, they don't have anything to do the work with. Nebiola tells average people in Europe know very little about the war in Ukraine. The duo only laughs off the fact that several Italian regions want the sanctions lifted from Moscow. They say some of their own countrymen are even fighting alongside the Russian-backed militants right now. When Doninia and Nebiola were defending the Donetsk airport areas, they were attacked by another Italian citizen, Massimiliano Cavalieri. And he's not the only one there. A very good friend of mine is working to the other side. The other side. We already worked together overseas. It was. Yeah, we was. They were together for many years, and then... And then, yeah. On the other side, and he decided on this. Then he decides to... We spoke together, and he said to me, yeah, I go, yeah, I come with you. Yeah, we go and, and Donbass. And I say, no, wait, I want to go for Ukraine. Ah, no, no, Ukraine, no, no. So, he left, and he's working. Maybe he's here, three kilometers from here, who knows. The Italians don't know how long they will be able to stay in Ukraine. Danini, though, says he would like to become a part of the country. It would be fantastic, uh, Ukrainian citizenship. So I, I'm going to do it as soon as possible. But before that happens, they both have a lot of work to do. Even despite the ceasefire agreement, the militants continue their attacks. The guns in the conflict region don't go silent, even for a single day. Ukraine's border service reported seizing a Russian drone which was drifting in the sea of Azov. The drone Orulan 10 is a multifunctional unmanned aircraft and was produced in Russia. The aircraft can reach an altitude of 5 kilometers and travel 120 kilometers away from its ground control station. The Mariupol Sea Guard spotted it 3 kilometers out at sea during regular monitoring of the area. Currently, the device is being examined by experts in order to retrieve further information about it. The Office of President's Commissioner for Rehabilitation Assistance for Ukrainian servicemen wounded in Donbass area is to be established in Ukraine. The initiative was announced by the Ukrainian military, who had taken part in the annual marathon of the U.S. Navy in Washington and was supported by Ukraine's president during their meeting. The office will be headed by a sanitary instructor of the 128th Separate Mountain Infantry Brigade, Vadim Suridenko, who lost limbs as a result of frostbite, but not his moral courage. The military, who underwent a social rehabilitation in the U.S., want to implement the gain experience in Ukraine. The president called it an example of efficient cooperation between Ukraine and the NATO countries in the provision of medical assistance, prosthetics and social rehabilitation of servicemen.
Through a system of NGOs, the presidential administration will give you power so that your voice can be strong and effective. You are proving that Ukraine's army can be a powerful force. The last monument to the Soviet leader, Vladimir Lenin, in Zaporizhia region was finally pulled down. According to the activists, this Lenin was hiding in the village of Novoselivka. A demolishing crew arrived at the monument late at night, tied a rope around it and easily tugged it down. The local authorities didn't call the police. On the contrary, they now have to explain why the monument hadn't been dismantled under the recent law on decommunization. And with that, we've come to the end of this week's Ukraine News Roundup for this edition of Nasholas Ukrainian Roots Radio. To hear more news from Ukraine today, check all of this week's editions of Nasholos at www.nasholos.com. And for their full roster of breaking stories, as well as interviews, press reviews, and in-depth analysis on Ukraine, follow Ukraine Today on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and their live blog, uatoday.tv. Vysluchajte radio predaču Náš holos, radio Krínskoho Koríňa na radiostanci CHLY 101.7 FM v místi Nanaimo. Hovorit Pavlina. You're listening to Náš holos Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm your host, Pavlina. And once again, CHLY is in the middle of another fun drive, this one for fall of 2016. And I'd like to thank all those who've supported this station and especially this program. Special thanks to St. Michael's Ukrainian Catholic Parish, St. Mary's Ukrainian Orthodox Parish in Parksville, the Ukrainian Cultural Society of Nanaimo, and the Shevchenko Foundation for their ongoing sponsorship of Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. As well, thanks to all those who've taken out ads over the year in support of this show. It has helped out the station a lot. CHLY is an independent, not-for-profit radio station run largely by volunteers, and we depend on the financial support of listeners and local businesses to keep the station and this show on the air. So if you haven't yet, please consider an ad campaign for your business or professional practice. The rates are very affordable. Also, you can become a member of Radio Malaspina Society for only $20 a year. If you're a member already, please remember to renew your membership and do consider becoming a sustaining member or donor and top up that donation with an ongoing monthly donation of $5, 10 15 or $20. We also welcome one-time donations, and you can pay online at www.chly.ca forward slash donate. You can also drop into the station and bring cash, check, or credit card. We're open Monday to Friday from 9 to 4. Again, thank you for your support in the past, and we hope you'll continue to support CHLY and Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. CHLY station is located at number 234 Victoria Crescent at the bottom of the China Steps. You can give us a call at 250-716-3410, or again, visit our website to make your donation at www.chly.ca forward slash donate.
Ukraine, a group called Taruta, and a fairly recent recording, at least uh, uploaded to YouTube and downloaded here at Nasholos, and that song was called Daiboja, which translates literally as it's a, a toast, Daiboja to God. Welcome to Knishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, Ukrainian stories in English. In this edition of Knishka Corner, 
we will be discussing Marsha Forchuk's Kripuk's novel, Underground Soldier. Underground Soldier is a companion novel to Skripuk's two award-winning novels, Stolen Child and Making Bombs for Hitler. In this novel, Skripuk explores the life of fugitives from Nazi prison camps. It also gives readers a portrait of the courageous Ukrainian insurgent army, the UPA, which was caught between two terrible enemies in the Second World War, the Soviets and the Nazis. Luka Barukovich is a teenager who has spent many long and harsh months in a Nazi slave camp. He survives with the help of friends. One of his closest friends is Lida. She thought of me as her big brother Luka, and I loved her with all my heart. Luka escapes the slave camp by lying in a truck full of dead bodies. After he is free, he constantly worries about what is happening to his friend. Lida. As he wanders the countryside, Luca is determined to return to Kiev. He wants to find his father, even though he knows that his father is in Siberia. He fears both the Nazis and the Soviets. After finding temporary shelter with sympathetic German farmers, Luca realizes he must move on in order to survive. He meets a young girl named Martina in the wilderness, who escaped a massacre in her village of Lidice in Czechoslovakia. The two travel together until they are saved from death at the front by members of the UPA. They spend weeks tending the wounded in an underground hospital and defending the village of Juraki. In the process, they learn that the UPA is fighting against the Nazis and the Soviets for equality of all citizens regardless of age, sex, religion, or nationality. Will Luca ever be reunited with Lida and his family? Skripuk based her novel on the real-life experiences of Peter Potichny, Professor Emeritus of Political Science at McMaster University, who joined the UPA when he was 14. He is the editor-in-chief of Litopis UPA, which is a collection of 115 volumes of documents about the UPA. The plot of Underground Soldier is fast-moving. It is told as a chronological narrative interspersed with flashbacks. Both male and female readers will be interested in the fast-paced and heart-stopping events of this novel. Through the courageous actions of Luca, readers will be able to relate to the actual events of World War II. In the process, they will learn about prison camps in Nazi Germany, Soviet oppression in Ukraine, the atrocities of Babinyar and Bukovina, as well as the aftermath of World War II. There is also a useful glossary of terms at the end of the book. Although the novel can stand alone, readers who have read the other two novels in this series will have better appreciation for the characters and events of the background narrative. If readers haven't read Stolen Child and Making Bombs for Hitler yet, they will definitely want to do so after reading this book. Marsha Forchukskripuk has received numerous awards and honors for her picture books and young adult novels, including Aram's Choice, which was nominated for the Canadian Library Association Book of the Year for Children in 2007,
In 2008, Marsha was awarded the Order of Princess Olha by the Ukrainian President Yushchenko in recognition of Picture Book Enough, which described the Holodomor, a Soviet-engineered famine in which 7 million Ukrainians were starved to death in 1932-33. Marsha's novel, Making Bombs for Hitler, won the Silver Birch Award in 2012 and was on the 2014 shortlist for the Kobzar Literary Award. Skripuk's Underground Soldier was a finalist for the 2016 Kobzar Literary Award. The novel gives readers of all ages a unique perspective into the events of the Second World War and shines a light on a forgotten piece of history for readers of all ages. It is available at Chapters and Amazon. Thanks, Myra. Join us again soon for another edition of Kanishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio.
recording made oh, back in about the 1980s or so by a group called Haida, and that was Khajeva Vilna Ukraina, Long Live Free Ukraine. Vesukhaita Radio Predatshu Nash Holos, Radio Krinskoho Korinia, Na Radio Stancie, Si Stoden Sim FM, Umisti Nanaimo, Hovarit Pavlina. You're listening to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 101.7 FM in beautiful downtown Nanaimo. I'm your host, Pavlina. And just another reminder that the CHLY Fall Fund Drive is on for 2016, and we're reaching out to listeners of Nash Holos to support the station and the programming in these two hours. The number to call to make a donation is 250-716-3410. You can also visit us online at chly.ca forward slash donate. Again, 250-716-3410 to take out or renew your membership in Radio Malaspina Society or to book an ad campaign for your business or professional services or to make a one-time or sustaining donation. Again, 250-716-3410 or drop into the station. We're located at the bottom of the China Steps or visit us online at chly.ca forward slash donate. Up next, the Kubasonics from their CD Big Beat Music, B-E-E-T, and this is a polka from Lviv. happening this week in Central Vancouver Island's Ukrainian community. Father Chad Publishin and the parishioners of St. Mary's Ukrainian Orthodox Church in Parksville invite you to join them for services Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., followed by fellowship in the hall. As well, every Sunday from noon to 1 p.m., you can stock up on homemade pierogies, pies, or both. St. Mary's Ukrainian Orthodox Church is located in Parksville at 594 Carlsway. For more information, visit them online at vanisleparochial.ca. 
Father Theo Machinsky and the parishioners of St. Michael's Ukrainian Catholic Church invite you to Divine Liturgy every Saturday at 11 a.m. and Sunday at 6 p.m., followed by Fellowship in the Hall. Their hall and kitchen facilities are also available for rent. St. Michael's Ukrainian Catholic Church is located at 4017 Victoria Avenue in Nanaimo, just off Norwell Drive. The Vesna Ukrainian Dancers rehearse every Tuesday evening from September to June at St. Michael's Ukrainian Catholic Parish Hall, 4017 Victoria Avenue in Nanaimo. For more information, email Dancers at gmail.com or visit their Facebook page to find out about their local live performances. On Saturdays at 6 p.m., tune into the Vancouver edition of Nosh Holos on AM1320 or streaming online at am1320.com. As well, the international edition of Nosh Holos airs on AM, FM and shortwave radio in over 20 countries on the PCJ radio network. And here in Nanaimo, Nosh Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio broadcasts live every Wednesday to the north and central Vancouver Island, Gulf Islands, Sunshine Coast, northwest Washington State, and greater Vancouver listening areas. So at 11 a.m. every Wednesday, please join me, Pavlina, for two hours of fun and the best in Ukrainian news, folklore, and music. Here on CHLY 101.7 FM on the radio dial and streaming online at chly.ca. In between broadcasts, make sure to follow Nash Holos and me on Facebook and Twitter. And for audio archives, transcripts, podcast feeds, and more, visit our website, www.nashholos.com. Well, they call it the good old mountain dew And them bad views that aren't you I will shut up my mug if you fill up my jug With the good old mountain dew And a Ukrainian-Canadian rendition by the inimitable Mickey and Bunny of a, an American classic folk song, Mountain Dew. Цього дену була з вами Павліна. Нагадую, ви слухайте програму «Наш голос» Радіо Кринського Коріння. Залишайтеся з нами наступну годину. Далі передаю мікрофоню Оксані. Запрошую послухати трохи про історію і традиції розповість Оксана. Але перед тим я хочу залишити вас такими словами мудрості. Ніхто не знає, де вітер свій прелюток має. And our proverb of the week translates as no one knows where the wind has its refuge. And the clock on the wall tells me my time with you is about up. So to take us to the end of this hour, we've got one last toe tapper by the Canadian Rhythm Masters from Winnipeg from their CD Hooked on Ukrainian Music and the Moody Road Polka. 
And that brings us to the end of the first hour of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. Please stay with us as Oksana hosts the next hour. Meanwhile, please join me here again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. And until then, do stay in touch with Oksana and me on Facebook and Twitter. Like our Facebook page and check out the Nash Holos website where you can get links to the podcast, a blog, our blog, and other information about the show. And that's www.nasholos.com. So stay tuned next for Nasholos Ukrainian Hour, followed by World Beat Canada with Vancouver's Calcote, and at 2 p.m. Jukebox Oldies with our own Bobby B. Cool. I'm Pavlina. Thanks so much for listening. Dozu Sirichi. <laughs> Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.